ready when you guys are. You guys ready? Yep. Sure. Gonna be talking out of my asshole. All right, welcome back. It is the Mouth and Off Sports Show here, presented to you by Mouth and Off Sports. Uh, Dan Sadik here. We got a fully loaded show for the first time in a long time. Joined alongside by Ryan Brown himself, all the way from Arkansas, Jonathan Sullivan, and Zach Lacey. Boys, how the fuck are we doing today? Well, oh, I'm doing great, man. I, I can update you on my uh, location at this time, I'm not in Arkansas. I'm actually in Massachusetts. It but... is music to my ears to hear those <laughs> words, my friend. Um, we haven't done a pod in a bit. Uh, the last one we did was during the NFL playoffs. But you know what? We got other pods as well under this mouth and off umbrella that are putting out content on a weekly basis, fixing to talk sports, hosted by yours truly, Ryan. And then the Cool Zone pod, hosted by Jonathan Sullivan and Nick Brown. So I just feel like, you know what, let's start putting out pods on a weekly basis too. just keep pumping out uh, all the content. And we're basically a football centric show. I want to try to keep it that way. Uh, We'll mix in other stuff like, you know, the college basketball tournament, the masters, what have you, but we're really a football show to our core. And I think with the NFL news cycle, it's fair to say that we can kind of keep that going. Um, I think so at least, especially with the state of the New England Patriots. And that is the topic for this show here today. Um, The quarterback spot mainly is what I want to talk about with you guys. Um, Obviously a seven to nine season when your quarterback literally doesn't even throw double digit touchdowns um, is tough and you can't have that going forward. It's not a winning formula. It has never been a a winning formula and it won't be with this team. So They have options, though. Um, They have seven picks in this year's NFL draft, obviously. They don't have a third-round pick, and they are picking 15th overall, the highest in, God, I I don't know how long, forever. Um, So they have options. Uh, They have plenty of cap space as well regarding the opt-outs. Even if, you know, most of those guys opt back in, they're still going to have a lot of cap room. So my main question here today that I want to base this whole show off of is where are they going to go in the quarterback spot young guy going to trade up maybe or take someone like mac jones at 15 or later in the draft or they're going to go for a stopgap guy like a fitzpatrick or somebody like that that's what i really want to talk about so let's just get going here um zach if you want to kick us off like what direction do you think they should go in like a veteran guy which they kind of tried with cam newton last year Um, to sort of, you know, keep things going while you develop someone younger? Or do you think they should go for it in the draft? So the winning formula in the NFL for a while has been, well, besides Brady, is get a quarterback via the draft, have him on his rookie deal, and be able to pay the rest of the roster. Seen it with Mahomes, seen it with Russell Wilson. Um, That's just seemingly the best way to spend your money and Brady's taking pay cuts everywhere and he's just the goat so he's a different scenario but these massive contracts with like Stafford and these guys it it doesn't really work out for the teams because they can't spend in other areas 
Um, I would love to see one of the <clears throat> the top four quarterbacks in the draft somehow fall to 15 or if they could trade up a couple spots, but Bill will never trade up. I would hate to take Mac Jones at 15. I just That's just a reach in my opinion. If they're going to take him, I would like to see – there's not a lot of teams after them that need quarterbacks. So I would like to see them in that spot then trade back to maybe mid-20s and then take him and acquire more capital, like a second-round mm-hmm. pick or something. Uh, I, I don't know what Bill's going to do. He doesn't really like taking quarterbacks in the first round. He hasn't had to, obviously. Um, but I hope they don't just – squander this opportunity they need to do they need anything. to do something big and anything yeah i mean obviously the guy in the roster now is not it do not bring cam back he is fucking terrible like they That's my guy <laughs> uh, he was your guy when he was a football player like six years ago like, he, he's not a football player anymore he's a fashion model go Salt. go on to fucking oh. gq you're done get Get him out of football. He's not a good football player anymore. The cl- the cliff came to hit him hard. He's at the bottom of the cliff now. No, COVID hit him. But regardless, <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I would tend to agree. I think they should go the way of the draft. I just I don't like a lot of the options out there and the ones that I do like are just not realistic options for the Patriots to go out and get would signing a guy like Dak Prescott as a free agent be awesome. Yeah. Instantly that could revitalize the team, but at the same time now that he's going to demand a massive contract and that takes away so much of that cap space that you need to fill out the rest of the skill position sets, namely your receivers and tight ends. Um, So that doesn't seem feasible or realistic. And then some of the other options, I mean, maybe you try and if the jets draft a quarterback, maybe Sam Darnold's out there. Maybe you you talk to the Niners about bringing Jimmy G back home, but none of those really appeal to me. So I'm I'm kind of with Zach here. I if if they get can get one of those top four quarterbacks in this year's draft class at 15, I take him in a heartbeat, and I hope that McDaniel's and Belichick can groom him to be the next guy for the guy for the next 10 years. Oh man, Jonathan. What do you say? Um, I, I'm also in for finding the next guy through the draft, but I, I'm not opposed to trying to follow the Kansas City model of finding like that stopgap guy that you can have for like two or three years, four years. You can be a good team, not a great team, but like you just you just wait and wait and you wait a little bit. You develop some players and you just wait for like the one that comes into the draft. I don't, I don't hate what Kansas, the Kansas city model, uh, what they did with Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes, but I would agree with Ryan and Zach that the next guy that's going to be the franchise quarterback for the Patriots for a decade plus is, is coming in the draft, not via uh, free agency. So real quick, Jonathan, what would one of those stopgap guys be in your, in your head? Mariota is a stopgap guy. Jimmy G would even be like a stopgap guy. Just like game managers, like guys that you can probably go ten and six with. 
I so would like say. a Fitz Fitzpatrick. Uh, he's a little too. He's too old. <laughs> he's too old. Someone in like their like late twenties, early thirties, like a, a an NFL starter, but no one that you're like, oh my god, this guy is nasty. So Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's too old. <laughs> a Ryan really, Fitzpatrick. A really intriguing five guy years for me. ago. Really intriguing guy for me is uh, PJ Walker. You know, my XFL, XFL stands will remember that. And, uh, you know, Carolina long been rumored in the draft trying to take somebody at eight. Uh, they already got Teddy Bridgewater and Will Greer on their roster. He could be the odd man out and maybe you get him for a late round pick or something, or they even cut him. He's got nothing left on his deal. Pretty much 15,000 dead cap. If they cut him, he, he's very young. I, I like him a lot. I don't hate that. I mean, at this rate, it's just identify a guy, bring him in. I don't care who he is. I don't care how he throws. Just find a guy that you like that Bill can get behind because clearly Sidham is not it. And Cam Newton floundering at the end of the season, still refusing to start Sidham at any point. Clearly not the guy. So, yeah, uh, I'll take a P.J. Walker. I would take a Tyrod Taylor. Like, I would take any of those guys to be sort of a stopgap. You draft a guy, not even saying you have to draft a guy in the first round, but I don't want, I don't want what they have right <coughs> now. draft capital that they do have because they lost that third round pick due to, you know, the Bengals taping thing that happened. Um, and, you know, I just want them to use the resources they do have now because they only paid cam a, like a million dollars last year to actually do something for the offense, your defense is going to be good. You know, hopefully, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Gilmore, whatever. Maybe they try to get some depth at cornerback, <laughs> but ultimately the offense needs a jump start. They don't have to be 07. They don't have to, you know, be at their peak and be like a top three, top five offense. They just have to be able to go up and down the field like a normal offense can do. And they just, Last year, when you were down by 10 points, it felt like you were down by 25 points and you had no shot. So do something for the offense, not just at quarterback. We talked about, you know, skill position as well. They obviously need that. Tight end, you know, who the hell knows what's going on with Asi Asi and um, Dalton Keene. I mean, you know, you use two mid-round picks on those guys. You even traded up for them too. And you know, at the end, I think Keen had a, a good game against the Jets, um, had like one touchdown. I think his, you know, the only tight end touchdown for either of those two guys at the end of the year. But they clearly need to do something. I don't want them to bring in like a Hunter Henry because I think then you're just expending too much at that position. Um, I disagree with that. Really? Well, if you're if you're getting your quarterback on the cheap, Hunter Henry is a phenomenal tight end. Well, yeah, that's fair. So if you're if you're not expending, you know, more than like a rookie contract type or a veteran, you know, low veteran salary, then that's more understandable on my end. I just I just feel like they're going to end up falling into one of these guys like a Mariota where, you know, his number can go up to as high as I think as like 17 or 18 based on his uh, incentives. And, you know, I don't know how long you know, we're going to have Bill as our head coach still, uh, you know, with the Pats. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, 
if we could, if there could be any guy pick of the litter, my first pick, and I know he has not been healthy. I understand that is Jimmy G simple as that bill loves him to death and we'll go to bat for him. We'll do whatever he can to try to make him succeed and would, I think be more willing to put pieces around Jimmy um, rather than, you know, not, I don't know, rather than kind of floundering with the offense and, uh, and just letting that all kind of slip away. But yeah, Jimmy G for me, that's my top of the list guy, whether it's in the draft, free agency trade, he's the guy. Absolutely. You're, you're cool. You're cool with paying him 25 million plus whatever draft capital you have to give up for trading for him. But if they just but, to get like three more wins, they can restructure. They might, they might tell him that if he wants to come to New England, that he has, he has to restructure. Why right, would he do that? But we're he's looking not... at it now. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I'm just saying that he might do that because if he's not going to be a starter in San Francisco, what? if San Francisco is going to dump Off him. chance he gets cut, too, if no one is actually biting the way they want. Well, if, if we're talking San Francisco quarterbacks now, who, who are you starting over Jimmy, a healthy Jimmy G? Right. I'm just saying there's been reports out there that, that they're not as high on him as they once were and that they've been looking for a potential replacement. Obviously, they're not, I don't think they're going to tread water and just find a guy that's like, you know, you know, about as good but can stay healthy. I think they'd have to get a big upgrade, obviously. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That would be a lot for him to get cut. I think it's possible, but yeah, you'd probably have to eat that money, um, which would suck. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I don't know what other, you know, options are really going to be that much more valuable in turn. Um, Obviously if you find a guy in the draft, that is a thousand times better, but I don't know. I'm just trying to find, I'm just trying to look for a guy that I know Bill really likes coached him before, loved him, wanted him to replace Tom in theory. And yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where I see it. And he loved Cam too, and Cam sucked. So I don't know. (laughs) Well, just going back to what Zach said about Hunter Henry. I mean, there's no doubt you, you you can't question the talent that he has. He's definitely one of the better, if, if not top tight ends in the league at this time. My only issue with him is that he's already racked up quite the injury history in his short career. And I don't know what the market is going to be for him, but if I'm going to be overpaying or paying a high, whatever the market value is, I'm going to be paying that or more to get, find the tight end. I at least want to know that he's got a good track record to not only produce, but be on the field. And I know that anything is better than our current tight ends. So I, I really can't complain if we sign Hunter Henry, but I just feel like if, if we're going to dish out money to skill position players, receivers or tight ends, I would want to get somebody who is going to be on the field more often than not. And Hunter Henry has struggled to do that so far. So that'd be my only question mark with him is if you go Hunter Henry to solve the tight end uh, position, uh, you're banking on that he's he's moving past his injuries history. I mean, he's played 15, 14, 12, and 14 games in the four years he's been in the league. So he has missed a few games, but <clears throat> it's not like he's been Jordan Reed hurt. No. 
He's another Got Bill him. guy too. Bill loves him. Bill does I, love him. I'm also I I'm I would be surprised honestly if uh I guess Los Angeles now let yeah. him walk without franchising him or giving him a huge contract because they just drafted a a looks to be like the next franchise guy in the NFL. Why why would you let one of the better offensive tight ends in the whole league walk right after his rookie year. It doesn't, doesn't make much sense to me. You want to give him all the tools to be successful. Oh, my only thing is if they have enough uh, cap room to pay him. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they can always just franchise him. Yeah, that's true. But that's one year and then you're back to the same, same right. situation again next year. I'm, I'd just be surprised to see him go this this offseason. I'd be surprised. Oh, I'd, I'd be surprised to see him want to come to the Pats over the Chargers, too. I mean, the Chargers are definitely on the upswing, and the Pats are not. Right. So. And one, one, one thing to just add is you forgot he tore his ACL and missed an entire season. Hunter Henry. So Might have forgot that. Yeah. And he also has suffered a tibia fracture. He has, I mean, kidney laceration is, that's a freak injury, but I mean, dude's yeah, already torn too. his knee and fractured his tibia in within the past three years and missed a lot that that's 20 games. He's missed just for those two right there. I mean, I, the talent is unquestionable. He would absolutely be a major improvement to the roster. I just don't know if it would be worth the money that it would take to get him. Yeah, I mean, there's other guys out there too, like Garrett Edwards, and even like a Johnu Smith. Like, I don't know how much. Who's Garrett Edwards? He's thinking of uh, Gerald Everett. Oh, Gerald, Gerald Everett. Um, yeah. <laughs> Garrett Edwards. Where the hell did I get that from? But Whatever. those those are Whatever. like those Jesus are guys that you Christ. pay like you're paying a couple million a year there, to be a veteran presence to not really put up numbers, but produce in spots uh they're not game changers like hunter henry can be a game changer when he's on the field those other guys that you're you're bringing up and the rest of the tight end free agent class they're not game changers they're either past their prime or they're they're up and coming and they haven't they haven't found themselves yet just i need a guy that will be able to you know get open make a few catches and when he does make a decent play he doesn't overextend and fumble the ball like a freaking moron. Um, hashtag Ryan Izzo. Um, and yeah, just a little bit of production out of that position would do wonders because their offense has always been thriving or at least at its peak when you have good production at that level, both blocking and receiving. Um, so yeah, who knows? I mean, the well, two- if you're looking for a guy like, like that, um, this is the guy – Kyle Pitts in the draft from Florida, who's an absolute about him a little bit. Free. He if he falls to fifteen and they not taking a quarterback, man, he would be a excellent, excellent pick. He's the kid from Penn State too. Um uh what's his name? Frick. Uh Fryermouth? Is that his name? Uh, I'm just wary if they go if they go tight end in the draft again after the last couple of tight end picks have have panned uh, not so well. And I know Pitts is a different animal. He'll likely 
uh, end up being a, at the very least a solid NFL tight end. But our recent draft history shows that we're not good at evaluating tight ends. So, Skill positions, period. Uh, I don't know. If, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're okay, they're so, okay at running back. I, I don't know. Yeah, except, yeah they've been yeah, fine like, there. They could, could be, be better. better. They could be better, but they've been fine. They've been fine. I mean, I, I am convinced, and I'll probably be proven wrong at the beginning of free agency, but I, I think everyone thinks it's going to be like Allen Robinson, Hunter Henry, yada, 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 and they're, they're going to go defensive heavy in free agency. I think I think they're going to try to build the defense up and get that game manager and, and try to do like what basically what the 49ers, like we said about Jimmy G, but basically what the 49ers did last year, which was ground and pound, defense game manager and they had the lead in the super bowl in the fourth quarter which which is what i think like belichick would want to do does it actually happen i don't know but i i i could i see them signing like a um matt milano who's a free agent from buffalo like before i could see them signing alan robinson even though alan robinson's gonna get like a lot of like the hype and the press and whatnot i i think it's gonna be a defensive I think they're going to try to rebuild the defense before they try to rebuild the offense through free agency. Oh, don't get me wrong. I would love them to go out and spend all these things. And that's all we talk about is offense and stuff like that. But uh, knowing Bill, he's not going to do jack shit. And we're just going to be squandering around with our dicks in our hands while these great players go sign other places. So I, as much as I would love any of these guys we end up talking about, uh, I don't expect anything them to do anything big yeah i think their best their best route to get back into relevancy and by relevancy i mean like playoffs making a dent in the playoffs again is what jonathan said getting that defense to an elite establishing the run game keeping that going which they'll have to get uh it'll be interesting to see if they can keep the success they had on the ground without cam newton leading the way in that regard but if I mean, if you can get an elite defense with a great running game, it's already been shown in, in recent history that you can make it to the Super Bowl with just that alone. Uh, so that's probably their best bet at getting back into relevancy quickly. Uh, if they don't go that route, then it might be a few years before you see the Patriots start to find their way again. Yeah, they yeah. quite. Sorry, Jonathan. What? Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I, I've seen a lot of things um, that have come out about like because of the pandemic and whatnot the cap is uh i think it's like 180 million or something for next season which is a lot lower than it's was like expected to be before pre-pandemic so a a lot of teams are going to be cash strapped like pretty much already close to if not over the cap where the patriots are not and what it's going to do is is the top players on the free agency market are going to get their money but it's going to be those second tier guys that you are probably going to be able to sign for below market value where they would have gotten pre pandemic because the cap is lower than people thought. So like Alan Robinson, he's going to get his money, but it's like, it's the second and third tier guys that you might be able to sign for, you know, cheaper than you, you might've thought, which is what I think that they're going to be more involved with uh, as well. Cause they're going to go for, you know, Bill loves his, as he always trades down for more picks, he loves his quantity over quality. They can literally, they just have to do literally anything other than bring back Cam 
or Roland Stidham out there, like it seemed like they were going to last year. Just have a plan, identify a guy. Again, it doesn't have to be some big signing. You don't have to go out and try to get freaking Dak Prescott. But the quarterback play last year was – it was just offensive. It, it, it was downright horrible. And, yeah, there was maybe a few nice plays here and there. Obviously, Cam ran the ball a shitload. The running game was pretty good at times. But, you know, you need to have something in the passing game. And this is make or break year for Nikhil Harry. I mean, uh, this guy, this is, I feel like, his last chance. And he's already been leaped ahead by Jacoby Myers, clearly. That is, by far and away, your, your number one guy. And I think even if Edelman does come back and is somewhat healthy, I think Jacoby Myers is kind of the guy right now. and Which is not good. Not. I mean, it's not, and he's not, te- he's not terrible, but he's like a third option. Yeah. He's in, like, he's a nice third, number three. Third fourth, option at best. Yeah. He I should mean, not like, be a top two receiver on a team. That's no offense to him, but he's just not there yet. There's a no. reason he was undrafted. He's, he's made, he's flashed in the pan at times, but he's not a steady contributor. He's like Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan's a nice third wide receiver on a Super Bowl team. Yeah. That's what absolutely. he is. Absolutely. Yeah. He, and he's going to get exposed a lot when he's, getting covered by ones and twos out there this year. So give him somebody who can actually throw the ball and read a defense because, you know, it's just not there. It was not there with Cam. It didn't look like Stidham had any real life, even though the opportunities weren't really that great, I would say. Not really the spots you would love to be in, but, you know, they must really feel a certain way about him because the guy never saw the field even when they were mathematically eliminated from contention. The guy never got a full week of reps and full week of first reps with the practice and then got to start. He never got to start, and I don't think he's ever going to. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And then another guy, again, I mentioned him at the very beginning, the Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, you're oh. not going to have to break the bag. I know it. It's not, it, it's, it's not great, but a little Fitzmagic. Could be that stopgap guy for a year, maybe two years. Uh, if you do identify a guy in the draft who might need to sit for a year or maybe even pull a Tua where you take a guy that you really like and you just let Fitzpatrick take you along the way until you think the guy you took is ready. And I wouldn't hate that. Um, I hate everything that they did with, with Tua and Fitz last year, bringing in Fitz middle of the game to close out for Tua. That's... Oh, well, that, that part is shitty. I just mean the way they kind of went with Fitzpatrick. They were winning a few games, and even though they won a few games, they got to the bye. And then at the bye, they said, you know what? We're going to plug in our guy now. And ultimately, you know, it worked in their favor, second in the AFC East. And, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that, that path for the Patriots um, because, uh, you know, they don't really have many that are um, – that pleasing and that one isn't very pleasing either but it's one that i can kind of get behind because it it's you're not tanking but you're also trying to develop and bring along a guy at the same time so that's kind of what i'm hoping for i don't know if it really does anything i don't think it moves the needle and it it basically you're just saying well instead of running the ball with cam and being a run heavy offense now we're just going to chuck the ball around to mediocre unproven receivers but like, 
who else other than Fitzpatrick? I mean, can you bring in that's going to be that much better where it makes that much of a difference um, for your team? That's my point is I, I think that the guys that you, that are able that we would be, the Patriots would be able to bring in aren't going to be, that much of an upgrade from cam. And I know cam was awful at throwing the ball, but he at least was a, a like a a quality runner of the ball, which is not what you want from your quarterback, but at least they had that going for them. If, if you bring in a Fitzpatrick with the current receivers and tight ends, I mean, at least two down in Miami, he had some guys to throw to up here. He's got, basically nobody to throw to he's he's gonna but he be, can he, run an nfl offense unlike i mean cam can you yeah. run an nfl offense with unproven skill position players well that has to change regardless regardless of who is at the quarterback spot that has to change and yeah cam's legs did them a lot of favors it also blew them the buffalo game the first time they met and yep. i think cam has uh, you know a lot of talent in terms of being that running quarterback really ground and pound bill obvious obviously you know can get behind that kind of football but if he can't make any passes regardless of who's out there if he can't really make the throws and read uh make the reads that he needs to then i don't want the guy i'd rather a guy like fitzpatrick who can't run for absolute dog shit but you know what he can actually manage a game um decent he's not he's not a pro bowler he's not bottom of the barrel but he's right in that middling spot where he can get hot and he can be a flash in the pan that can win you a few games. I'm sorry. I, I, I would just, this is probably my bias speaking, but I would still rather Cam Newton than Fitzpatrick. I mean, it might be your bias speaking. I think because I, I mean, done. Cam's best is a fullback right now, honestly, but he fits the, the Patriots offensive philosophy better than Fitzpatrick does Fitzpatrick gunslinging to guys that aren't capable unproven guys just doesn't just doesn't fit what they're trying to do with the current offense they're trying to be a run first offense camp fits that Fitzpatrick doesn't move the needle he doesn't he doesn't bring anything to the table that would improve your if any I I don't I don't think it's how are you going to develop guys even proven or unproven how are you going to develop anybody in the skill position if the guy can't get the ball to them. I mean, that's true. But at the same time, you think Fitzpatrick is going to all of a sudden turn Jacoby Myers into a wide receiver too? He has more hell of a lot more of a chance than Cam, in my in my opinion. I mean, like Cam had a full season. It, Bill gave him the freaking – he gave him the keys to the car the, the whole year. And he got worse as time went on. His best game – was week two against Seattle. I know he got COVID, you know, I don't know how to measure that for his performance afterwards, but he didn't get better as the season went along. He got worse. And that worries me too, is that he's not getting any healthier. And it's, I don't know. And uh, we actually have a little chat message from our producer, Nick, uh, (laughs) said not to sleep on the mobility of Fitzpatrick. Um, not a Wilson, but he ain't Brady. You know, regardless, he's not that mobile. And I would take him 10 times out of 10 over Cam being back. I just think that you're not going to be able to develop guys uh, with Cam there. And, yeah, you're going to have um, a decent run offense, but what's your ceiling with that offense? I just don't think it's very high. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, I mean, this is where we're at. We're debating this type of shit right now because we got no quarterback, boys. Can I raise a hypothetical trade that I know is <laughs> is probably gonna you guys are gonna roll your eyes and and laugh me out of the room? Already rolling. But I honestly, when Can't I think about it. it, I don't hate it. Okay, this is subjugated on Zach Wilson or. Um, Justin Fields may be falling a little bit in the draft relative to where people think they're going to go. And on the Patriots side, this is a guy that I think everyone expects them to either trade or even just cut because um, he makes a lot of money. And that is Drew Locke, a oh, third no. and a fifth for Stefan Gilmore. No, 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 no. Never. I don't. I don't hate that at all. Thank you. I just don't. I don't like Drew Lock. You get. I, I you like get Drew Lock a lot. A a young I, guy. I, I think if I think if Zach Wilson or Justin Fields falls to Denver at nine, I think they might take him. Because I don't think Denver's all sold on Drew Lock. You get a third and a fifth. The Patriots get rid of Gilmore, who they're probably going to trade or or maybe even just cut in this off season. And Denver does it because you you add Gilmore to Denver. They are in a division where they have to play Patrick Mahomes and uh, Justin Herbert twice. So they need elite corners. I mean, I I really don't like the more I think about it, the more I honestly don't really hate it all that much, especially if they're going to trade Gilmore. I like it a lot, actually. Thank you. Yeah, Gilmore's gone, so you might as well get some value for him. Yeah, I mean, is that would that be the floor that you think you can get for? Gilmore is at the ceiling, in your opinion, Jonathan. I mean, I I really don't. I mean, the third and the fifth with Drew Locke for Gilmore, like, might. I mean, I think it's honestly closer to the ceiling than it is to the floor because the money moving is so is so much higher on the Patriots end that like you're not gonna be able to get, like, you're like people that are like, oh, you can trade a first round pick for Gilmore, like, no, you you can't, like, there's no way, I don't think, um. I, I think I, I like the lock the third and the fifth. That just to me that seems fair for both sides. Well, as long as they do something, anything that it, that moves the needle a little bit, I don't care. Yeah. I will take anything. I'll I'll yeah. Ryan, I'll take, I can see I'll I can take, see I can see the needle moving a little bit. You thinking about it? Yeah, yeah I can see it. I can see. Yeah, it. you know I'm, <laughs> I'm like the the balls meme. The guy's just shaking his head like, wait, that's. That's, this just doesn't make any sense. And then he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What? That makes sense. Take the freshly retired baseball player from out of uh, New Shut York. My up. guy. Stop. Quiet. Stop. Stop talking. Stop. No, but I'm just saying I'm at the Stop. point where I would. No, no, no I would even no. be happy Stop. with that. Don't know. Don't even. Nope. Thank you. See, Sh- producers don't talk. Shut up. Yeah. Speak what's spoken to. But like, again. That's like the same type of like, you know, run heavy, you know, can't throw. And yeah, it, it, it just, it needs to be more than that. And hey, yeah, Drew Lock can Drew run, Lock would Drew do Lock that. can throw. Drew Lock can do both for sure. Uh, yeah. Just, man. I think he would just need to get him one quality weapon because he had, he had that in Denver, whether it was Jerry Judy or whether it was Noah Fant. Noah Fant. Um, he had some some 
some caliber guys to work with. Well, he, he wouldn't have his that rookie here. deal, so you'd 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 have much. You'd open up a even more cap space than you have now, which is one of the highest in the league. You probably mm-hmm. go to the highest in the league, I would assume, if you yeah. make that trade. So hopefully, you could you could snag one of the better wide receivers in free agency. Maybe draft use one of those acquired draft picks to get a guy in the draft that you think can pr- come in and and carve out a role early on. Then, then we'd be talking. And we'd I don't be talking. even know. Do you think? Because I don't even know if you bring in Drew Locke. I, I think he's your starter next year, but it's not. He's not the guy because you're not trading the farm for him. You're trading a guy in Stephon Gilmore that you're gonna probably lose anyway. So, for me, like I, I, I just I think the deal's solid for both sides and the Patriots. They get a young guy that might that has flash shown a little bit of upside, but I don't think you have to invest in him like he has. You're screwed or not if he's if he sucks. Yeah, I mean you're only paying him like a million bucks for the next two years. You think they um, keep keep quarterback experience? He's only like twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? If the NFL well, was global and not just in the United States, Hoyer would be like a Euro League NFL MVP because that's what he is. He's garbage. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, uh, be nice, you know, just having anything as a backup that I mean, I guess Stidham will probably just be that role probably if they don't just cut him uh, to just be there just in case. But yeah, this is uh this is tough, man. Uh, being one of these teams now that you just don't know, you don't know who your guy is for the next season, for the next five seasons. I mean, it's it's not fun. I can confirm the fun levels are pretty low um, at the moment. Uh, can I can I raise a question? Yeah, uh, Zach, I I think I know your answer because you kind of prefaced it earlier, but. If any of those top four guys, um, Lawrence isn't dropping, but most likely I would I would say Trey Lance or maybe Justin Fields could potentially drop if he has uh if he I don't know has a bad interview or whatnot. If any of those guys fall to fifteen, do you have to take them? Like if Trey Lance is there at fifteen, do you you have to have to take them, mm-hmm. or do you think it's possible that they if they're slipping, the Patriots don't even take them? I think you have to. I think you have to. I think it depends on if there is anyone else that slips as well. I'm I I'm not. There's so many things that could happen in the draft. You don't know who's going to rise, who's going to fall. But if there was another quality player there, like if it were down to Pitts. Or Trey Lance, I think that's that's a that's a tough call. I'm, right. I'm, I'm also, sure I'm sure you lean towards the quarterback, but I mean, with how bad our tight end situation has been ever since the likes of Gronk and them have moved on, I mean, that would be a really tough one to pass up as well. So I don't think it's a lock that you go quarterback at 15 if one of those four is there. If another quality guy that fills a huge need is also there right yeah because i i've seen a few mocks and they have like um micah parsons the linebacker from penn state who Mm -hmm. was gonna he sat out last year but like they say he has like top five talent um 
if like I've seen a few where he he falls, and I, I would I would agree with you there, Ryan, because linebacker, I mean Hightower is probably coming back, but he's a big question mark, and the rest of the linebackers they freaking blow. Uh, so I could I I agree I would decide more with you that if another player falls versus Trey Lance, you might go with the uh, other player over the quarterback. As much as I love Kyle Pitts and like if you get a top five linebacker talent at 15, that's great. If they haven't done anything to address the quarterback situation, you have to take the quarterback. I mean, these, those four guys have the franchise quarterback ability and you don't get that all the time. So if you, if one of them falls to you, you have to take them. And the quarterback is the most important position on the field. You can find money elsewhere to fill other holes. You need to get the quarterback. They should do that. I'm just not sure if 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 uh, if another quality player on that, that level were also there. I'm not sure that they would they would do it. I, I think they'd actually think about it and be maybe perhaps even second guess themselves. Yeah, I mean it's a conversation for sure, but I in the end I think you have to go quarterback. Yeah, me too. And hopefully someone is there at 15 where it forces Bill's hand and he doesn't really have much of an option, but to just bite the bullet there and take a guy. So that's what I'm rooting for. I, I just hope he has to take somebody. Don't just use it on a defensive guy. Like he can identify those guys later. You know, you see a guy that you like falls to you. Just take him. just take him. And honestly, Um, I wouldn't even hate if they had to trade up. I know we kind of talked about the potential that, Bill does, hates trading up. I know Zach mentioned that, and that's 100% true. But I mean, if if they if there was any time to pull the trigger, I mean, if if it if 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 it takes going from 15 to let's say nine to get one of those four quarterbacks, and you have the chance to do that, I mean, I would I would hope they would do it. I know they probably won't, because the, the history tells us they won't. But man, I mean. If there's any time to gamble, there's a lot of quality players to gamble on this year. It's going to be very telling uh, on their philosophy towards the future. If they're, if they trade up for a guy like that, they're going to still try to win. If they sit back and then they trade back. Oh, if they trade back, they're they're not, then we're sitting at the purgatory 15th pick for the next four years. If they trade back, you're getting, you're getting stuff thrown at the tv i'll probably be in I will be so where mad. you are right now ryan probably mm-hmm. on that thursday night and i'll probably I'll, I'll probably take a chair Whoa. and throw it through the tv if they trade back that's assault <laughs> nah bro we'll all be uh vaccinated by then bro <laughs> yeah what the hell ryan already is yeah well yeah that's i'm clean <laughs> clean this house is clean yeah yeah, yeah. where's yeah. that third arm ryan that sixth thigh yeah, I know. It's growing. <laughs> it's coming. Don't worry. Oh, man. What a spot to be in. What a spot for this team to be in right now. This, this On is the heels, his, yes. Everyone would agree that this is Bill's biggest offseason in foreseeable memory, at least in my opinion. In, yeah. It's huge. Career. Yeah. And you know what? I hope that Brady winning the year he leaves – Goes to one of the, you know, a, a good team, yes, but the Tampa Bay Bucks, a, you know, typically a losing franchise, wins the next year. I hope it pisses Bill off and he looks in the mirror and is like, 
we got to be better. We got to kick this into full gear. Let's freaking go. Let's let's do something, make a splash and try to get back, try to get back to where they were and or you know, at least close to it. Um, I, I I'm not counting Bill out. I still have faith, but you know, if they if they go six and you know ten seven to nine again, it's gonna start getting hot. It's gonna start getting hot for him. I think. I have faith in him as the coach. I don't have faith in him as a GM at no. all. Bill the GM blows right now. So I, I'm not a. We have all these grandiose plans for the off season. I don't expect any of them to come true, and I expect <laughs> another dull, boring off season. Cam Newton back. <laughs> Probably, honestly, the only the only, right. the only thing that that would be that would be worse is if they just rolled out Stidham for a full sixteen yeah, games. That would be, I mean, be the worst. No, actually, you know what? I wouldn't hate that because it means you probably have the next the number one pick next year. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just full tank. If you go with Stidham, it's it's full tank next year. You're yeah. going for the number one pick. You think there's I'm, a chance for that? If you start Stidham for sixteen games, I think there's a real oh, chance. Do you, you think the there's a pick. chance that like? That Bill, that Bill would just do that because I mean he could have done that this. this I would past say year. no, but I mean, I mean it's. Just, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we've never really seen Bill tank. I just don't think he has. I think he thought where I think he had he, to think about it. I think he thought Cam was good, like going into the year. I think he thought Cam was good, so that's why he didn't do it. But now that he knows Cam sucks, and he knows Stidham sucks. I mean, I. <laughs> He'd have to go to the crafts. He'd have to go to Robert Kraft before the season and go, Bob, we are tanking this year. And I don't know if the crafts would say, uh, he'd have to do it now. He'd have to go, go like now before free agency starts and go, Bob, we're tanking next year. I want to find the next guy at the top of the draft in 2022. Here's the top players. I don't know who the best quarterback is going to be um, next year but here are the top guys. And I think that if we start Stidham this year, then we have a real shot to get him next year. And that's the plan going forward. Oh boy. Oh, what are we doing? Uh, I mean, that would be nice. Like in hindsight, you know, like after you get through that terrible season, but I just cannot go through that. Go for uh Oh, no, I just thought the kid from North Carolina, he, I think he's going to be the top guy. Uh, yeah, Sam Howell. Next year, yeah. Yeah, him or the, the kid out of Oregon that took over for uh, Justin Herbert. Mm. I forget his name. Mm. Oh, man. Well, it's a tough, tough, tough spot. Tough uh, tough navigation plan here for uh, old William Belichick. Um. And uh, you see, they brought another guy from uh, the Lions staff on board. Um, forget the dude's name, but he played. Uh, he was with the Pats like in the mid two thousands. But yeah, yeah, we got more more Lions coaches on the staff. You know, bringing Matty P back and going from there. I guess that does nothing. Yeah, yeah. the Lions were a great I team. Mean, Let's bring all their coaches over. Yeah. yeah. But back to Belichick. Do, do we even think he can stomach a tank? No. Yeah. I don't think so. I think he can. Have you seen the the money that's reported he's making? He's making like $25 million a year. Highest yeah, paid coach. I, I, just, I think he can do it. 
I mean, obviously, money-wise, he can deal with it. But, like, can he mentally accept a just loss after loss after loss season? I mean, I think it would only be one. Uh, I mean, this year was tough on him, no doubt. That would hurt his reputation, I think he could do one more. I don't know. Would it? Because if he if no, he grabs Sam if he grabs stone. Sam Howell in twenty twenty two and Sam Howell's Patrick Mahomes and they win three Super Bowls before Bill retires at like whatever seventy five, then uh, then it's saved. And now he's better than he ever was before. I yeah, I His mean, reputation needs saving. I just yeah. I'm not I mean, saying it's saved. No, I'm not oh, are you talking to me or DS? You, Jonathan, you said oh. his reputation is saved after three more Super Bowls. Saved in the fact that people don't think it was all Brady. Because right now the, the okay. arrow is pointing up on Brady and pointing down on Bill Belichick. Right. If in retrospect to Brady, yes, if you're comparing him to just Brady. Well, but I mean... He's going to get compared to Brady forever. Of course, but... It's not going to tarnish his overall legacy. No, he still no. won six Super Bowls. He's still one of the greatest, if not the greatest, coaches of all time. No, it's not going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame or anything like that. But if if they if they don't win like ever, if they're just awful for the next four or five years, and then he just leaves, it hurts him. No doubt. Oh, yeah, it, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't help. But I mean. He'd he'd have to do some awful coaching to 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 really tarnish the legacy that he's built. Yes, it was with Brady, but he'd have to really go down the shitter. Yeah, I don't see him doing that. I just don't think I don't think a Bill Belichick coached team is a team that's going to go like two and fourteen. You know, I just it's hard it's hard to think about. I don't know. I I can't really imagine. I just I just look at it and. And say with how poorly Cam played this year, he had every every chance to to throw in Stidham and let that happen. And if they lost, they lost. And week after week, they continued to roll out Cam in an effort to win. Yeah. So I I just even in the name of going 500. So I just I just don't know if if Bill has it in him to throw a season out in the name of getting a top draft pick. I just don't think he has it in him. I think he's too much of a competitor. He's too much of a winner to, to accept a, a, just a, a lost season in the name of a, a restart. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could think of is that they were trying to protect whatever trade value um, Stidham still holds if they think he's really that bad and they didn't want to put him out there, but they want to protect his image. Um, that's the only thing I can think of why they wouldn't have played him. Yeah. Damn. A lot of freaking, a lot of question marks going to be answered, hopefully uh, in the coming months with free agency and the draft. Oh boy. Buckle up, buckle up boys. I either way it, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty interesting no matter which way this whole thing goes. Um, but yeah, I, do we have anything else here um, on the quarterback spot in general and the off season? I mean, we've covered a lot, but um didn't know if anyone had anything in general to close with. 
Well, if if somehow, and I don't think it will, but if some if for some reason injury concerns popped up and Jalen Waddle somehow dropped towards the end of the top ten, that's a guy I trade for, trade up for in a heartbeat. Mm. That before before he went down with the injury for with Alabama this year, he was the Heisman front runner for that team, not Devonta Smith. It wasn't until Waddle got hurt in mid October that Devonta Smith went from one B to clear cut number one Heisman trophy winner. Mm. So while all the hype is on Devonta Smith with his incredible season, which I take nothing away from, he was unbelievable. Jalen Waddle is just as good as him and he could be better if he stays healthy. So that could be, I, I don't think he'll go out of the top five. I don't think he'll slip out of the top five, but if for some reason he did, that's a guy that I would I would want to try and trade up for in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Waddle I blows the doors off people. Devonta Smith just runs them into the ground with his route running. Yeah, Waddle is a he's a freak too. I don't think they're drafting a wide receiver in the first round. I mean, they I probably will so. now that I said it, but I Bill's <laughs> terrified. He's terrified. I think he's terrified to yeah. draft wide receivers now. Because uh, his last one they dropped in the first round, oh, albeit no. at 32. It, nah, he needs oh, time. Didn't, didn't go. Yeah, I mean, he does need time. Yeah, he needs right, time to Come on. go to the XFL and the needs time in a arena football league. He just needs a quarterback, bro. Yeah, okay, boss. All right, bro. <laughs> he just needs to turn himself into a tight end is what he needs to do. <laughs> yeah, that too. Fendi. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that just about – does it here for us? I mean, it feels good to be back. It feels good to have Ryan on the freaking pod all the way from Little Rock, uh, Batesville. <laughs> Dude, what part of I am home do you not understand? No, I know, but He's you're back. But I'm you, saying bro. you're like you, you're back from Arkansas yeah, all the way from. Little you little just landed today, bro. I know, bro. Jesus. I mean, did you forget that Duke sucks? I mean, Fuck. come on, bro. Fendi, Duke sucks. <laughs> Duke sucks. Fuck Duke. Good pod, boys. Uh, we'll catch you next week. It's been the Mouth and Off Sports Show, presented by the Mouth and Off Sports Show Umbrella. Um, also, with Fixing to Talk Sports, hosted by Ryan. Uh, Foxborough Files, hosted by Dan Roach, Mike Iua, and Zach Lacey. And the Cool Zone Pod, hosted by Nick Brown and Jonathan Sullivan. It's been real, boys. We'll catch you next time. Go no Cool Zone. Go no Cool Fuck Zone. Duke. Cool Zone sucks. Foxborough Files never dropping. Cool Zone's trash. West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains. Growing like a breeze, country roads take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. Shine.
teardrop in my eye, country road. 